The Golden State Warriors won the 2022 NBA Finals, and the great Steph Curry won the NBA Finals MVP for the first time in his storied career that includes four NBA championships. That's the headline on the surface. But if you dig a little deeper, there's so much more to the story of what happened in those NBA Finals last year. The Golden State Warriors played against the Boston Celtics in that final series. I came across an article with the headline, The Celtics are fumbling away in NBA championship. That was in the ringer. Ugh. It got me curious. So then I did some more searching and came across a bunch of articles on the topic from various publications. On NBA.com, they said, Turnovers doom Celtics once again in Game 4 lost to Warriors. Sports Illustrated took their take. They said, Turnovers at the root of Celtics Game 2 loss versus Warriors. And Boston.com said, Turnovers doom Celtics once again lose Game 4 of the NBA Finals. All these articles have the same message. Turnovers ruined the Boston Celtics' chance at winning a championship. For those of you who aren't into sports at all, turnovers, it's basically when a team that's on the offense loses their possession or opportunity to score because of an error or a minor violation of the rules. So whether it's a fumble in American football, not sticking a landing in gymnastics, or a bad pass in basketball, Turnovers can be devastating to sports teams. They can take a team that is on the edge of victory and swing the entire momentum and outcome of a game in a matter of mere seconds. Go search the internet for tons of examples of this. Even great teams aren't immune to turnovers as evidenced by what happened with the Celtics. The best teams, the ones who win the most often, work hard to minimize their turnovers. Turnovers are costly in business, too. Most of the time when people talk about turnover in business, they're referring to people. Turnover on teams, as in when people on the team leave. But what doesn't get talked about or focused on often enough are the errors that happen along various parts of the customer journey that either prevent businesses from completing a customer sale or keeping a customer from coming back. These types of turnover, let's call them business fumbles, are costing businesses right and left. We're going to get into the ways in which these business fumbles are causing companies to lose out on boatloads of customers and stunting brands' growth after this short break. Okay, I've got another podcast recommendation for you. It's Latinx in Power, hosted by Thaisa Fernandez. It's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. This podcast features interviews with top-level executives, entrepreneurs, and innovators from Latin America, aiming to demystify the tech industry by providing listeners with insider perspectives and insight from Latin American leaders who have succeeded in their fields. I like listening to this podcast because I like hearing from a broad diversity of voices and hearing from and learning from their experiences. One episode I'm super excited to dive into is the latest one, Lead Generation Journey with Glenville Dixon Jr. Listen to Latinx Empower wherever you get your podcasts. My birthday was last week and like I usually do, I wanted to go to the spa. Since I've been back living in Florida, I've tried out a few places, but wanted to check out this spa closer to my house that I'd passed by a number of times while out and about. 
So I went on their website, saw that I could book an appointment online for my facial, selected a time slot, and then went to go and pay. But after I entered my credit card info, I got an error message. It was saying my address wasn't correct. And when I examined all the details, I saw that my country was listed as Afghanistan. I don't live in Afghanistan, so clearly that wasn't going to work. So I went and selected the correct country, entered everything again, pressed submit, and same problem. Okay, so this clearly wasn't a user error. I tried again, same issue. The country kept defaulting to Afghanistan after I pressed submit, even though that wasn't the country I was selecting. After going through this at least three times, I said, I'm not doing this again. So I called the number on the website to see if I could book the appointment that way. The phone rang and rang, and I eventually got sent to a voicemail. It wasn't yet 5 p.m., so I said, tech with this. And I called the spa where I went last year, and in short order, I was booked there for my facial. I went, I had the facial, it was divine. So the company where I didn't go had done such a great job from a marketing standpoint, yet they fumbled at the last minute when their website failed to process my booking correctly, and then they fumbled again when their phone went to voicemail. These fumbles and customer experience add up, but the challenge is many brands can't even quantify the amount of sales they are losing and the customers they are pushing away because of missteps. These same kinds of fumbles happen on a regular basis from an inclusion standpoint. When brands aren't inclusive, they're missing out on customers that would have been great for them, and most of the time, they don't even know it. Last year, my family and I went to New Orleans for a family reunion. There were 14 of us in total. We were a small group. On the last day of the reunion, one of my cousins told me about a recommendation she'd received for a Black-owned restaurant our group should check out while we were in town. Then she told me they didn't have gluten-free options, so she didn't even mention it for our group to consider to visit as we were thinking about restaurants. Me and my sister, who was also at the reunion, both follow gluten-free diets for health reasons. So this restaurant didn't even make it into the consideration set for our 14-person party. It was disqualified because it wasn't inclusive of people with dietary restrictions, specifically people who were gluten-free. Here's another example. I wanted to buy a course for someone on my team, and that was going to help them a lot with their professional development. But this person prefers to learn in Spanish. I reached out to the course creator, which was a very large company, and asked if the material was available in Spanish because I was ready to buy if it was. It was not. So I didn't buy. And that professional development need remain unmet. Boo. On episode 59 of this podcast, How to Create an Accessible Brand for People with Disabilities, Erin Perkins told me that if she goes to a brand's social media account, and if it isn't accessible, then she bounces. There was interest there that caused her to go to the brand's social media channels in the first place, but by not being inclusive of her, it caused her to leave before digging deeper, which is what she wanted to do. I'll drop a link to that episode in the show notes in case you want to have a listen to that full discussion. It was insightful. A couple of years ago, I was scrolling through Instagram. (laughs) I came across a post from an influencer I follow who was doing a sponsored post for this brand of stylish travel clothes. I was in a shopping mood and the clothes were super cute. So I whipped out my credit card and clicked through the IG account of the brand that she mentioned. But after looking at the photos, I quickly put my credit card away. 
none of the photos had models that looked like me, not even remotely close. Because I couldn't see myself in the visual imagery of the brand, I wasn't represented. I got the message loud and clear, this isn't for you. So I went back to my scrolling without making a purchase. What happened here in this instance with the influencer and in all these cases that I just mentioned, the marketing for the brands worked. Influencer marketing, word of mouth marketing, social media marketing, all the marketing worked to a degree that it got people who had the problem these brands solved and who were actually interested in buying to actually go and check out those brands. The marketing worked to get these consumers to the website and the social media channels. But because each of these brands were not inclusive of these customers, and these examples that I gave, it was race, dietary restrictions, Spanish language, and disability, none of those customers made a purchase. And in the case of the restaurant, it wasn't just the gluten-free people the restaurant missed out on. That was just two of us in the case of my our family reunion they also missed out on the 12 other not gluten-free people who would only go to eat at a place where we were also included. These brands fumbled when it came to inclusion, and for all of them, it cost them sales. No bueno. But in most instances with these types of fumbles, brands don't even know that they are losing. It wasn't that the customers entered into their funnel, their ecosystem, their sales process, and the company got direct feedback as to why they didn't buy. They just saw or received the message, this isn't for you, and they went off. How many customers, how many sales, how much revenue has your brand missed out on that you don't even know about because your ideal customer entered into your customer experience, saw that it wasn't inclusive of them and their needs or wasn't inclusive of the people that they love and want to spend time with. And so they kept it moving and went somewhere else. I bet it's a large enough number that you'd kick yourself if you were actually able to quantify it. All this doesn't even take into consideration the customers who are lost as a result of trying your product and not coming back because it wasn't inclusive. Another kind of fumble. In marketing, there's the leaky bucket principle that basically is that companies are always losing customers. That comes from a variety of things, natural attrition, unhappy customers, and even, of course, inclusion fumbles. But because of this leaky bucket, most businesses are focused on customer acquisition, so they have a steady amount of customers in their bucket. But if you want to grow, there are two ways to do it. Ramp up the amount of customers you're acquiring, that's one. The other is to close the holes in your leaky bucket so you keep more of the customers you acquire for a longer period of time. Inclusive marketing helps you with both of those things. It helps you acquire more customers, those who aren't being included now, and those don't even consider you as an option. And it also helps you close your leaky bucket by ensuring that the experiences you deliver to the people who've already said yes to you are inclusive enough that it makes all of the people you serve feel like they belong with you. We'll talk about some ways that brands fumble from an inclusion standpoint with the customers they already have after this short break. Finding a service solution that helps you better connect with customers and keep them happy can feel impossible. Like trying to remember the name of that guy you just met at a networking event. Was it Ron or could it be Don or John or Sean? Yeah, that kind of impossible. HubSpot's all-new Service Hub can help. Well, with the service solution part, at least. It brings service and success together on one powerful platform 
for the first time ever. With an AI-powered help desk and an AI chatbot that handles frontline tickets fast. Plus, it comes with a customer success workspace that helps reps anticipate customer needs in a full 360 view of every customer so your go-to-market team can keep a pulse on accounts before trying to upsell or cross-sell. Also, you can scale support and drive retention and revenue. And you know what that means. Better service and happier customers at every stage of the journey. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. Okay, here are some common ways brands fumble from an inclusion standpoint that causes them to lose the customers they've worked so hard to win. First up is not curating and nurturing inclusive and safe spaces that make everyone feel like they belong. In episode 47 of the podcast, How to Increase Customer Success for People Who Are Not in the Majority, my guest Natalia Sanyal told a great story about this, where she joined a networking group, and it was a paid networking group where she went, and over time, she just kept going back, and she just didn't feel like she belonged there. She didn't feel included. She was one of a few people who were a minority and it wasn't that she didn't know how to talk to people who weren't minorities. It just it just never felt safe for her. It's never felt like an environment where she could, where she felt seen and supported and like she could thrive. A lot of times brands don't take the time to think about the people with the various identities that they're serving. They don't think about the various identities of the customers that are already in their ecosystem, that are already have bought from them and figuring out what can they do to make sure that those people, everybody really, who's bought from them feels like they belong. Now, more brands are getting the hang of this and are starting to put more intention on this, particularly when it comes to building diverse teams and making sure that everybody on the team feels like they belong and feels included into living experiences that accounts for that. But not enough brands are thinking about the ways in which customers are different and actively working to curate and nurture spaces to where no matter who you are and what your background is, you can feel that you've been thought about, planned for, and have an experience that is designed for you to thrive. I'll drop a link to that Natalia episode, episode 47, in the show notes in case you want to have a listen. It was a dynamite one. She also included something that she's doing to make sure that she's curating spaces that make people who are not in the majority feel like they belong. You can learn a lot from her and what she's doing. All right. Another fumble that brands have for the customers they already have is not acknowledging that different people's lived experiences and identities impact how they show up, how others respond to them, how they receive your message, and of course, all that impacts their degree of success. This happens a lot in the coaching industry where many coaches take a one-size-fits-all approach to the people that they are coaching. And we can't really take that one-size-fits-all approach. One-size-fits-all is a lie. <laughs> it's a lie in clothes and it's a lie when it comes to figuring out how we're going to treat our customers. We have to be aware of in our industries with the product services and experiences that we deliver, we have to be aware of how privileges around identities 
impact the outcomes of the different types of people. And that way you can figure out how you might need to adjust for that. So maybe you've created a culture that rewards people who speak up and complain or who are very assertive, but not everybody has that personality, right? So how can you create an environment that enables people to get what it is they need from you, even if the way they think is different, their personalities are different, their lived experiences are different? How can you proactively create environments that are designed for people that they don't have to raise their hand and demand what they want for you, that you already anticipated it because you know their experiences are different and you provided it already and baked it into the experience. That's the way to score big with those customers. Recently, Sephora did a broad-based racial bias in retail study that helped them identify and quantify that people of different races often had different experiences in any retail environment, whether not just in Sephora, it was inclusive of them, but in other retail environments as well. And after going through and doing that research, they were able to create very clear action plans that helped make sure that everybody had a desirable and an enjoyable experience whenever they entered into a Sephora store and in retail environments their experience wasn't negatively impacted based upon their race. So it's important that you acknowledge that different people have different experiences which impact their outcomes. Another fumble that brands make that cause them to push their existing customers away is delivering experiences that make people with differences or who have different identities who are you know, part of the mainstream feel like an afterthought. So let's use language as an example. That could be like halfway translating content. You translate some things, but not others. Relying on Google to translate the content, which whereas it might get it right in some instances, there are a lot of cases where it isn't quite right. And then just delivering terrible experiences throughout the process that just make people feel like they just threw this together at the last minute, or they didn't think this through or test this out to make sure the experience was a cohesive one. Sticking with the language example, there have been times where um, Jonathan and I, my husband Jonathan, of course, speaks Spanish. We've called the customer service line of a company that he was a customer of, and you know we're all accustomed to hearing press two to reach somebody in Spanish. Of course, they're saying that in Spanish, and. They're saying press whatever number to get to somebody. You press it and then it rings you to a different person. But there have been several times where that person who's answering the phone actually speaks English. So then what do you do? If the person on the line speaks Spanish, they press the button to speak to another Spanish speaker. And now they have to explain in their English that they're struggling, that they need to get to somebody who speaks Spanish. Like it's just not a good experience. And that happens more than you think. Make sure that you're delivering stellar and thoughtful and continuous experience that make people feel like you've thought about them and that you actually want to be there rather than one, oh, this is something that we just kind of put the last minute together. It makes people feel like not special at all in any way. Another fumble that brands have that makes them lose customers from an inclusion standpoint is not continuing to be representative in your content. This could be um, the experts that you feature that aren't reflective of your community or the different types of customers that you serve. 
I'm in someone's community and they provide really valuable content, but almost every expert, every example of success is someone who does not look like me. I can't shake it. Like it's really starting to bother me. Like the content is good, but every time I hear them just mention these examples and every time I see the guests, I'm like, oh, and while I'm in this person's ecosystem and value what they bring, unless there's a change here, I can't imagine a scenario what where I would ever buy from this person because it just doesn't feel like there's any effort being made at all to be inclusive with the experts that they're featuring and the examples that they're using. They're using a very specific lens and it's quite off-putting for me because I, I just can't see myself reflected in this brand. And whereas the content is great, like I, it's just stopping me in my tracks. And then one last way that we'll talk about here of ways in which brands are fumbling the experiences that they're delivering that are causing their existing customers to leave um, or to not stick around is not living into the inclusive values that they've espoused. So whether that's consumers checking and seeing whether or not you've got an inclusive team and seeing that your team isn't inclusive and you haven't talked about how you're going to be working to change that um, over time. Consumers are paying attention to how brands are showing up or not showing up for the communities that they say that they value. And consumers are, you know, looking to see whether or not brands are taking a stand or not, or even acknowledging issues that are impacting the communities that they say that they're serving. Inclusion fumbles are negatively impacting you both acquiring new customers and keeping the ones you have. Now, I'm not one to focus on the negative, but I do know it is important to highlight challenges you may be having that are keeping you from reaching your goals. If we don't identify and acknowledge challenge areas, and it makes it quite difficult to fix it. This month on the podcast, we're going to be focusing on growth and how you can use inclusive marketing as a means to grow your brand. Your growth will be extremely limited if you don't first address your fumbles or your turnovers because of not being inclusive. Tweaks in this area can massively improve your brand's overall and performance, as well as the success that more of your customers achieve. So stay tuned as we focus more on these areas and we start putting in the work specifically in these areas. As a result, you will start to see your conversion rates improve, your customer acquisition will improve, your revenue will improve, and your customer retention will improve. What's not to love about any of that? So stay tuned for this month for this series. That's it for today's episode. If you like this show, I would love it if you give a rating and review for it in your podcast player choice. It really does go a long way to helping more people discover the show. Another way to support the show and just to help more people be great is to share this episode with a friend and colleague and your network. Let people know that inclusion fumbles are costing them championships, costing them customers, costing them sales. When you share on social, be sure to tag me. I want to join the conversation with you there. I'd also just like to know, like, I want to hear your examples of times that brands have fumbled you in your business, your attention, your engagement, your loyalty as a result of doing something that pushed you away because it wasn't quite inclusive. Send me a DM, talk to me on social media, whatever. Like, let me know. Send me an email. I want to hear all about it. The more we start talking about these and bringing these fumbles to people's awareness, 
the more it will help people start positioning themselves to address them and to just make experiences better overall for all of us. If you'd like to go deeper into the world of inclusion and marketing so you can grow your business and brand, do join the Inclusion and Marketing newsletter. Go to inclusionandmarketing.com slash newsletter and get signed up. I'll also drop a link to it in the show notes. You can access it easily. Each week, every Thursday, I send you more insights, news, examples, quick tips, and stories about how to make more of the people you serve feel like they belong with you. Until next time, remember, everyone deserves to have a place where they belong. Let's use our individual and collective power to ensure more people feel like they do. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you soon.